welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast, Season 3. Season 3. How you doing today, Coco? I'm burning. It's Satan's balls are on my face. Oh um, my lord. Just slapping me across the face. Violently. Oh my goodness, seriously. And it's they smell bad. weird. Like, it's a whole image I'm giving you, listeners. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that video that went viral. I'm not a goddamn toucan. I'm not tropical. I was not made for this heat. I was not made for this heat. Oh, it is so bad. Well, th- this is the biggest heat wave that Portland's ever seen. We are reaching record temperatures. Of <laughs> So, ever since we lived here... Record everything. Record everything. There was, you know, the, the big old fires last summer. This, mm-hmm. um, you know, the pandemics happened... Um, I feel like we've just kind of brought like the four horsemen of the po- apocalypse to Portland. I know. I we're know. so sorry, listeners. It's sorry. We did not mean to do that to you all. But seriously, um, I'm checking my phone exactly at the time of we were recording this. It is 106 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. It was 111 earlier. Yeah. Which is um, the record for the city. Uh, by the way, it felt like 111. Yeah. Um, Tomorrow might be 115. It's supposed to be the hottest day. Oh my day. God. I know. I'm like so ready. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait to burn alive. So comfortable. <laughs> what toasty. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of comfortable, Coco, what are you wearing? Oh my God. Nothing. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing... <laughs> Nothing. I don't even have boobs on. I have no body. I'm literally, my gut is covering um, uh-huh. my pousset. And I just have this really long, beautiful bob on um, that mm. stops right at the shoulders. Because anything touching me mm-hmm. right now makes me want to die. And instead of actually painting my um, face, I'm just wearing these really cute sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, like the first episode of Camp on a Kiki Season 3 mm-hmm. that Queen Faraz was wearing. And then uh, my lips have a light pink. Oh, nice. Well, for me, get this. My hair's up out of my face in a mohawk, and I also have a full-on bikini just made out of ice packs. <laughs> keeping my, 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 my dirty bits cold. <laughs> She's keeping her dirty bits cold. <laughs> her dirty bits. The filthy pillows are frigid. Uh, the rest of my body, sweat. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you all for listening to A Gem of a Secret podcast now for yeah. three. This is going to be going into our third season, and we're so excited. We have a bunch of new things planned for you all and like trying to get new content out there. We want to bring like, you more interviews. Lots more interviews. We want to bring you different concepts and series like we do, like how we did our Pride series and mm-hmm. our true crime series. And then we did oh, we, the movie series that we did that was yes. really fun. And um, pop culture. Pop culture references. And we do- did a lot of stuff about the campaign, like a lot of political conversations. Last year especially, I felt like we had to do those political conversations. It was yeah. the election year. Um, but yeah, we're going to focus a lot more on drag too yeah absolutely especially because now we'll have things to talk about with drag because like before it was like oh yeah what did you do for digital drag this week yeah right right i know and we had that for because like we our seasons um end in june and so uh we did have a few months obviously before the pandemic started before we could talk about these things but like um we've been um like actually for this last year since our podcast like yeah it's been mostly just quarantine 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 yeah yeah. so we're really excited to be able to take our masks off so you can hear us better we did film the podcast with our masks on because we believe yeah. in um yeah that's why that's why the sound quality is so bad we're just sound muffled that's all it is that was all it was that's it, all it was nothing else there was definitely no learning curve to starting a podcast <laughs> 
and going full force during the pandemic. I know, honey. Like, it's just, it's so great. So we're also going to be, um, so in the first part of this episode, I did want to say we are going to start looking for sponsors again. Yes. Um, if you have things that you want to sell on our website, um, a gem of a secret podcast, meaning the, um, like any of the ads that you want to do, you can hit us up. If you want us to promote your drag events, hit us up. We're only really looking for recurring events because obviously a podcast after three weeks, we don't want just one-time events. Yeah, it's, it's uh, gone. Yeah, it's a little gone. Um, if you want us to promote just any specific things, it's all free right now. We're doing this uh, like few months free special where we're going to start promoting things. It'll be super mm-hmm. cute. Um, we're also going to start talking about other podcasts that we like and you should yeah. listen to so they can then say that you should listen to us too. Do you have one that you have been listening to that you like? Um, that you'd want to talk about to the audience, just like the title or, or something? Yeah, actually, um, one of the podcasts, because I can never seem to remember the names of them, so mm-hmm. I have been listening to Supernatural with Ashley Flowers. Um, it is a true, cr- it's a true crime podcast that deals with it, stories that you can't quite, um, they're unexplained mysteries, like aliens or government conspiracies or like missing persons just like crazy stuff like that so that's kind of what i've been listening to right now nice going along with that theme and also with our interview guests i've been listening to let's not meet a true horror podcast and uh that's by andrew tate and you should look that up it's really cool um i really enjoy the let's not meet reddit threads so hearing some of the stories sent in by listeners about like their creepy encounters with like stalkers and strangers is something that kind of i enjoy listening oh, to but also on that same literally apparently me and donna didn't talk about this but the same in the same vein actually um because it got it does play into our interview guests i've been actually w- listening to and i know they're reddit stories they're reddit stories about uh, but i'm watching them on youtube about animated true horror stories mm-hmm. and they're usually like four minutes or whatever where like somebody like was doing only fans and they found mm-hmm. it where they lived and that person tried to kill them yeah um or somebody was like oh yeah i did an airbnb and then like i happened to go to lunch or whatever and my neighbor got killed like yeah. stuff like that so i've been i've been watching those because i've been i've been super into horror and gore recently. that's pretty much what let's not meet is except it's just all in an audio format yeah I, I, it's funny, I do listen to it. I love those. So, mm-hmm. by the way, as we've said twice now, we are going to start off season three with a special guest. Yes, we have a very special interview for you tonight. But before we bring them on, um, because some things certainly don't change, and I always forget, but Donna, how are you doing this evening? Oh, Coco, I'll let you know after our brief commercial break. Uh, oh, you sound so good. I know. Thank you. You do too. You know where we could hear more of that at? Yeah. You know, I just heard that they're doing drag queen karaoke every Thursday at Local Lounge. Really? Yeah. You can come. You don't have to be in drag. You sign up like regular karaoke, but they did add a new thing post-COVID to where you put a microphone condom on. That way you don't get sick. So it's safe. It is. And it's inclusive and it's fun. 21 plus though. Yes. Yeah, no minors allowed at this karaoke. Yeah, so please come, enjoy the sassy drag queens, and let's go out and sing. Maybe hear somebody better, or probably someone worse. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, wicked specific. You can definitely sing whatever you want to sing at this karaoke. Yeah, country, jazz, hip-hop, musical theater, everything's a plus. Bring your friends, let's have a good cocktail, and enjoy some karaoke. It's a podcast. Check it out. With Coco and Donna, tell a podcast. Tune into what they tell you, podcast. With Coco and Donna, tell a podcast. 
All right, and I am feeling spooky. We have Sue from Corporate here with us today. How are you doing today, hey, Sue? Sue? Oh, I am just sweating all the makeup off that I'm not wearing right now. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness. It's, um, uh, by the way, when we're filming this, listeners, uh, it is currently, I think, 111 degrees outside right now. Mother Nature is homophobic confirmed for oh, this yeah. to be happening oh, during Pride Month. This oh, weather right. during Pride Month, at least it waited until after Portland Pride Weekend because yeah. that would have been oh, terrible. Right. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I guess that's a little bit. She's like, you know what? I am an ally, but one of those like ally who tolerates but not accepts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's conditional support. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So, so every oh. single corporation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, which reminds us of our your new name, Sue from Corporate. Yeah. So let's actually start at your beginnings. Like, so how did you get into drag and how did you choose your first drag name? Uh, so I actually got into drag uh, during college. Um, I was a sculpture major and I had this oh. project that I was working on uh, where we had to create a piece that was like process based. So I had the process of like creating the character of at the time uh, it was Sue Seidel. Uh, who was like meant to be like this, um, this like evil like crime boss, crazy drag queen, uh, which is kind of what Sue from corporate has evolved into, and like always how I wanted it to be. And when I started off, I was an absolute mess, very, obviously very depressed. That mm -hmm. name alone, uh, and was also very <laughs> into like just doing like shocking things for the shake sake of doing shocking things and i'm like no it's art it's art and i was like <laughs> it's, it's and now art. i look back at it and i'm like oh this was real cringy real real cringy <laughs> yeah yeah i i um i remember the very first time actually first one or first two times i ever saw you performed you were at legacy doing that uh julie andrews number thing seven rings number yes um, yes and whatever and it was you were well because you still are but you are like the tallest heels possible complete concept number and i remember being so incredibly intimidated of this person um because i was like oh wow so they do drag for real like th they like doing this i think you were <laughs> dressed as the devil when i met you and it was at cc <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, pro that, that, pro that explains that a lot out. honestly yeah. <laughs> that tracks that tracks <laughs> Yeah, that tracks. That's that's accurate. Um, oh my goodness! I Wait. was like, she's real cool. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I need I need to get to know her. So, how long have you been performing in drag? Um, I guess literally it will have been four years as of this Pride. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you are really advanced for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, good heavens. Holy well, shit. well, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's been a journey, most definitely. I look back at those uh, that four years ago Pride photo I posted the other day, and whew, it it is a journey. Uh, the point that I've gotten to. I also was like, all the other like previous photos, I was like looking as grumpy as possible in, and now I'm just like this big campy smile ear to ear in every single photo. So it's been a journey. It's been a nice journey of four years. That's awesome. Definitely. I really I really do appreciate that. So, um, so a couple of, like, so let's get into the, we'll go back to your history a little bit, but let's get into the, why did Suicidal change their name to Sue from Corporate? Honestly, uh, during the pandemic, as we were all in a, probably not the best headspace, 
I was just ready for a change in my life. I'm, I was ready for a point in which like the first thing somebody uh, says to me when I introduce myself is, oh, I was very tired of getting that. Oh, uh, yeah. and a very specific look. Um, and I mean, I brought it on myself. I am the one that chose the name and <laughs> all that. But I was, mm -hmm. I was just ready for a change. I was ready to grow from that like negative Capricorn energy of just being like depressed all the time and that being my only personality trait to uh, the positive uh, Capricorn energy of being a workaholic, which I, I already was. I think uh, that so. showed a lot in the changes that you've made for sure. Like the positive Capricorn energy, you are a workhorse and you construct some of the most put together meticulous looks um, out of any queen in the city. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I am so impressed with your ability to create costumes, not just specifically with sewing, but literally creating like from to stoning to sewing to like everything under the everything in the ring. And I just think that that's well, so amazing because I'm not well because I'm not creative literally at all. Most of my concept numbers come from inspirations of other people, which I know. You can still be an artist doing that, but a lot of the stuff that I see you do, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Where does it come from? Yeah, where does it come from? <laughs> I'm really obsessed with pop culture and just every, like all, I see a bunch of different pop culture references and I'm like, I'm going to turn that into a number. I'm going to turn that into a number. Uh, I also started off like making costumes. I really wanted to be a cosplayer when I was younger and like go to all the conventions, uh, but the geek community has, uh, weird gatekeeping and homophobia in it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I found cosplaying kind of exhausting because I was like recreating somebody's creation rather than making my own twist on it. And even if I still do that kind of in drag sometimes with some of my costumes, uh, it's always now my own spin on a pre-existing character and like either gender bending them and creating something new and silly out of the either pre-existing character or my own creation. Well, I'm always excited to see when you take those references and filter it through the mind of Sue from Corporate because I never know what to expect. So I'm always excited on my Instagram feed for when you have a new look coming up. And this Pride look in particular was everything. So oh, I yeah, got to give you so many props there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for that one, I really wanted to like lean into the 80s like Club Kid references and like Lee right. Bowery and like this ugly fashion but like fun ugly fashion mm -hmm. and just yeah. do something different i wear a lot of big poofy gowns because i like making big poofy gowns because they're fun uh but yeah. it was cool making like a jumpsuit and it wasn't just like a traditional like drag bodysuit out of stretch fabric mm -hmm. no this was all quilting cotton uh, and i also yeah. wanted like it had to have that symbolism of where it's like quilted together like the queer community is kind of like this quilted together thing uh yeah. it, it, we we all come from different backgrounds and we're kind of all quilted together into like the same cloth and then uh, my mom helped me make that cloth and then i cut it all up and made something new out of it it was fantastic yeah yeah so, so let's get into your folks a little bit um mm -hmm. i've had the pleasure of interacting with your incredibly proud parents recently. Um, how did they deal when you came out of the closet? Uh, really well, honestly, considering I texted my mom one night when I was away in college. 
I mean, it was always pretty obvious that I was gay. And like my mom, ap my mom afterwards has told me, it's like, we always knew you were at least bi. Uh, oh, figured that it was that. And yeah, well, I wanted to come out a lot sooner, but being from Bend, Oregon, it's definitely the smaller conservative part of Oregon. And mm -hmm. I had a pretty conservative upbringing and my grandparents were definitely pretty conservative, like that, the country club, all that kind of culture. And I mean, they were, they even were much more supportive than I ever expected. Um, so I, yeah, it was a lot of being scared for nothing uh, because my family's, I've been lucky enough to have that support. Uh, my dad was mad that I didn't text him first. <laughs> Your dad seems like a goofy character, stern too, in a good way. Uh, he is definitely a character. <laughs> Yes, I've had the pleasure of interacting with him a lot recently, and he's fun. <laughs> and so how does your family, like, kind of inspire and influence your drag, and, and how are they as far as... I'm, I'm, I've seen it before, but I want our audience to know how supportive they are as okay. well. Yeah. Well, uh, my mom is the one that taught me to sew. Like, growing up, she'd always make uh, all of me and my sister's Halloween costumes. So like we'd, we'd draw something for her uh, and then she would make it for us for Halloween because she didn't want us to have store-bought costumes. No, she wanted us to be able to create our own costumes. So I've always like had that support in like creating costumes and fun things like that. And then when I was 16, she taught me to sew. And now every waking hour is just sewing, uh, which I couldn't have done without her. Um, my dad was... He built like all the sets when I was in drama in high school. Uh, I, he also is the one that taught me to like fabricate all kinds of things. And when I wanted to get into cosplay, he's like, ooh, I'll get into it too. So he took all the time to learn how to construct all this like foam armor and things like that. And he actually now sells like foam armor on Etsy just for the fun of it. Cause wow. he's like semi retired and he's like, I like making things. It's kind of cool. So. We're kind of just a family, I guess. And then, like, my younger sister is in fashion school right now. So we're just kind of a family of people that like making Creators. things. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's so really cool. cool. Like, yeah. that, gonna, on our website, um, www.hmofthesecretpodcast.com, um, I'm going to be posting a picture that's the very first show, Corporate Takeover, at a local lounge. She had a costume that I think her dad constructed the wings, right? Or, yes. like, the back piece. Yes. Yeah, yep. and so I'm going to be posting that on our website, folks. It is literally the coolest costume I've ever seen. Literally ever seen. Like, it's so it's so high class. We it's should amazing. also put her dad's Etsy shop on there as well for the armor, because that would be cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for people to yeah, check Yeah, send us out. the link, and we'll put it on our website, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So also, going back to your drag beginnings, Honey Heart is your drag mother. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about how that came about? So, uh, Honey was the one that gave me my first ever gig back in Pride 2017 when I went to the Superstar Divas in Pride, and God, I was feeling myself, but looking back, I looked like a hot mess, um, like we, we all, all do when we, like yeah. we all do when we, we first start do. off, but I'm wearing a costume that I'd made myself, and like a corset out that I'd made out of like plastic, it was really mm. cool, um, and I was like, hi, I'd, I'd really like to perform sometime, and she gave me an opportunity, um, to do Superstar Divas at one point, and I kept doing it. Every few months I'd come back and do it, and eventually um, I was in a competition called uh, Dragathon, and she, she judged it, 
for a bit of it, I think. I can't, it's been a long time. It's been a long road. I can't fully remember. I placed second in that competition, which was my first ever competition. Uh, and then the Halloween following that, uh, actually Halloween night, very fitting for me, I know. Uh, she came up to me and adopted me and yeah, so now I'm part of the Hart family. Uh, it was also kind of funny because uh, apparently Valerie DeVille was going to adopt me that same night. So it was a, but now I'm Valerie's sister. Um, yeah. yeah. Instead of daughter, which is probably out. a better thing. I think it does work out better because it's really fascinating to see because all three of you, Honey, um, even Granny B, which is a Honey Hearts alternate um, drag persona, uh, Valerie DeVille, and then of course Sue from Corporate, all of you have villains. Um, yes. characters that you portray incredibly well. But what, the other question I had for you is what did you do during quarantine to keep your creative juices flowing? Uh, at first I was like, I'm just gonna take a break from drag and let my skin recover from putting on all the foundation all the time and just work full time at the bank uh, because I could at that point. Um, but then I started making the digital videos uh, and I spent a lot of time working on digital videos and creating sets uh, to go along with the outfits and everything. Uh, and then I started making outfits again, starting back again with that 140 yard tool ball gown that I made because I just needed a project uh, and I was going crazy, not like having a project to work on even if I couldn't wear it immediately. Yeah, I, I that ball gown was beautiful. Because yeah, you are the emeritus winner of the veteran category of the local lounge lavish pucker pageant. I am, yes. Yes, gosh, that title is, that title is such a mouthful. <laughs> it is such a mouthful. Uh, as yes. well as the emeritus of Scream Queens, right? That I am, yes. One? Yeah. Yep, I am the winner of both. Yep. Oh, wow. And then you also won something else. No, I've competed a lot in a lot of other things, but I've not won anything else. Yes, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm are... a very competitive person and I like competing. Uh, and I got second in a lot of things. Um, I just took until Scream Queens for me to finally win something. I think it's funny because um, from what I heard from you specifically, is you kind of become a nightmare on competition days. Um... Uh, <laughs> fully, I mean, <laughs> like I may look like a nightmare on most days, but like I actually act like one uh, during competitions. Uh, I kind of have a reputation uh, I remember um, Brett was saying that they were going to uh, flee the city if I lost the pucker pageant because they were scared <laughs> of what was going to happen. Um, it would it, it would have been fine. It is, the funny thing is, like that pageant system, um, everybody who keeps going out for it, who's these like veteran, like hardcore, like kick-ass kind of people, I am so terrified if they lose because usually what happens is like the veteran will be kind of like really high up there mm -hmm. and then the, the other veterans are just like kind of people who've been doing drag for a little bit of time but they never really competed yeah. and so like even in this last one like it was brit neon with leilani glamazon and yep. leilani is insane but brit is really good at drag and the things mm -hmm. that she does right mm -hmm. and so i was really it was really kind of neck and neck but i like honestly brit was just like she's like i knew i was gonna lose to her she's like but it was fun and it was like great and yeah. so it worked out yeah. I was actually in my first ever drag competition with Brit. That's how me and Brit actually met. Oh, really? Yeah, it was during Dragathon. That's actually how a lot of ah. us ended up meeting was like it was me, Brit, Bougie, 
um, Kiara. We were, we were all competing in the same in the same competition. It was. I've heard lots of stories about the drag Sunday. It was a wild time. It was a wild time. Yeah. Looking back at my makeup, it was awful, but I was still coming up with those crazy concepts, so I got second place somehow. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Awesome. So, explain to us what was Dragathon? Where was it? It was a ten-week competition. Oof. Yep. Oh, uh, with commitment. Long time. Yeah, it, I was also uh, in my senior year of college at the time. So I was getting my, I was finishing getting my degree and then competing in a 10 week drag competition uh, at the exact same time, which was super fun. Um, it took place at like Funhouse Lounge. It was hosted okay. by Valerie. Mm. Um, it was produced by somebody who I'm not going to talk about. Um, and God, yeah, it was a weekly theme, kind of like most of the competitions where it's like you have the runway theme you show your outfit and then there was a theme for the performance too so you basically have to come up with two different looks and there was a panel of three judges i think honey was the resident judge mm -hmm. um and then the other two would uh actually sugar pill was the other resident judge because uh sugar pill had won all stars of that because it was like Dragathon season six that I did. So there was a lot of them before oh, wow. I did. Yeah, it was, it was like, it's like one of the original drag competitions of Portland that just doesn't happen anymore. I was the sixth and final season, which seems fitting. Yeah. Um, I was beat, so what, I was beat by Helena Boy. Um, but we had both just started doing drag and it was fun. So. Wow. So why didn't it come back? Many, many, many reasons. Uh, <laughs> most, mostly involving the producer. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yes. Uh, it, it, it kind of evolved. Valerie evolved it somewhat in her own way into like uh, her comedy competition. Oh, right. Because yeah. she, uh, she's done a comedy competition for, I think, three years now. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, in the second year of it. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was terrible. I was terrible. <laughs> I had, I had a few really, like, I, um, uh, no, I didn't. I was in the top two for Dark Comedy Week, and then I lost the lip sync to EXO. Um, I did really good the first week with my Worst Pies in London number, but then the rest of the weeks, especially Improv Week, uh, I was bad. But you know, I, it, it was my first uh, attempt to actually like try doing comedy, and I was trying to force, since it was a non-elimination based competition, I was just forcing myself to do something new, and yeah, definitely right. pushed me to grow at that point. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's actually really, that's really cool. Yeah, you really have been, everybody does know you as a person who competes in competitions. Mm -hmm. So let's get into some of the juicy stuff. How do you I feel, yeah, how do you deal with entertainers that you don't get along with or entertainers that don't like you? Pre-pandemic Sue was probably kind of a nightmare on social media and I got called out for it a few times. Uh, now I just, I don't care. I just, I don't deal with them anymore. I don't have time to have beef with everybody, anybody because I'm too booked to have the time to have beef. Yeah. <laughs> if if people on. don't like me, that's their problem. There's very few entertainers that I will, that I actually have beef with, but all of those are for reasons outside of drag necessarily. Mm. Uh, there's a few people that act like they have beef with me and I'm like, I, I, no, I don't. I don't have the spoons to put energy into having beef with you. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot about the Portland drag community in general. They, there, there are some people who you recognize that you have beef with, 
but it's just like long-standing beef that you're like oh i you're like in your brain you're like i don't really have beef with you anymore because i don't have time to like i just <laughs> i have so many other things going on so like uh we can just be quiet in each other in a dressing room is that good for you or like do you need do you need more like yeah, that... yeah. uh yeah that continue. i that's that's me with a few people but other than that yeah there's really only one other one person that i can that i like actually have beef with and you probably know exactly who it is but um mm. <laughs> I'm not gonna say names. I have an idea. Yeah. Oh goodness. One of the other things is what what advice would you give to somebody just starting out in drag? Come out and support shows that you want to be a part of. Just come out and support the scene that you want to be a part of. Because if you make yourself known, if you make yourself a presence that's coming out to these shows in drag, you show that you can pull a look that you can look fun, that you actually care enough to come out and support the show, and people are gonna take notice of that. And then just be humble, because nobody nobody likes the personality that all these baby queens that have, develop, have developed from watching Drag Race, where it's just bitchy, cockiness all the time, it's exhausting. Nobody wants to deal with that. Yeah. True. See, I, I absolutely believe in that. And because it's, it's one of those things too, where with new, new entertainers on the scene, because there's like, a bunch that popped up during quarantine and then a bunch mm -hmm. who moved here at the same exact time and some of them are really talented and you know everybody like i like my famous line is you can watch the miss fame video and everybody can be real pretty like just start like right out of the gate because they have yeah. youtube to teach them how to do drag right yeah and like and so and they do and some of them had uh, other skills like they were a cheerleader or something in high school and so they can dance and now they know how to paint well and that's like 50 percent of the game right there Mm -hmm. But I, I have noticed that some of the new people don't necessarily uh, take 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 to being humble. Like, it's one of those things. Like, it's true. Yeah. Like, you can see that they just don't really want to, like, they, like, think that they're hot shit, which we all do when we start. But oh, that's yeah. not how you get bookings, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Um, that's not how you get bookings at all. Like, you can think you're the shit, but you're not the shit until you actually have bookings. Team. Absolutely yeah. team. So you had a show called Sue's Corporate Takeover and also I know that you're kind of building your corporation in ways with this new name change. What are you looking forward to when it comes to kind of building with this corporate takeover um, mm. now that you have this new like Sue from corporate name and, and persona? I, I love the branding aspect of what I can do now. All the business yeah. related puns. The fact that I could call my drag family the corporation. Yeah. Uh, that I can name my show Corporate Takeover. It's it's just kind of funny. Um, I want to work into some other branding uh, mm -hmm. opportunities with like merchandise. And I mean, yeah, with Corporate Takeover, I really want it to just be my night to do a dumb theme uh, that nobody else is going to do and force performers to do the theme that I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I also feel should. like themes help people grow uh, because that was the biggest thing with like me competing is like every week was a theme and it made me have to think of a new concept. Uh, and if you're forced to think of a new concept all the time, uh, it pushes you to grow in ways you n otherwise would not have. Because if Absolutely. you're just going to do the same dance mix in like a bodysuit, it's great and all, but it doesn't force you to grow as a performer and not try new creatively. things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just so rude to call out so many of the girls in the city like that. Too. <laughs> I know. I I've got. I'm gonna get canceled again. I'm. I'm. My Facebook inbox is waiting. Uh, I can't. I can't wait for the bag booking about it. <laughs> oh, it's great. funny how. It's funny how like our podcast as it grows, 
Um, there will be a person I didn't think in a million years would ever listen to. Listen us. to us. But it'll be somebody telling them, be like, oh, by the way, they popped your name. And it'll be like, just, it'll be like, oh, yeah, I worked with this girl once. And that'll literally be it. And they'll be like, so you're just talking about me on the podcast. I'm like, well, I mean, in reference, and, I guess. Yeah, in reference. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I've always found that really interesting. I'm too. like, okay, well, what did you listen to what they said? Or did you listen to what someone told you they said? Like... Uh, probably, the la- probably the later there. Probably <laughs> yeah. the later. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we ask this fun question every time. And mm-hmm. I, I want to know from you. If you get into a bar fight, what would be the three drag entertainers that you would like to have fight in the bar fight with you? And you also have to tell us why. Oh, that is a good one. (laughs) That is, that is a really good question. (laughs) Wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I want click the icon because I, I feel like they're going to like pull out some, kicks and um flips and it's gonna turn into mortal Kombat real oh, quick yeah, there's gonna be some <laughs> gymnastics with clay i love <laughs> uh, acrobatics They're so good i want flawless shade mm. yeah yeah because yeah. oh, yeah. i everybody wants flawless shade to have their back yep oh yeah she's pretty no nonsense yep uh yeah and lilac because of her really long nails mm. that's okay. a good one like yeah she wears the longest nails out of, I think, any queen in Portland. Um, I yeah. mean, I wear them on gloves, but it's going to be a lot less effective if it's on a glove than, like, actually, like, glued to your hands. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. Those are three good ones. Yeah. And I like your reasoning. I yeah, like your you reasoning. had two that no one's ever said before, so... I, I love yeah. that. Look at look at me being a trailblazer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A bar fight uh, trailblazer. <laughs> It's it's honestly it's a it's a really interesting question because it has a lot to do with a person you think has your back, a person you think could maybe fight well, a person who won't like backstab you, like a couple of them. It's like it's like it's a good exercise in trust. It is a good exercise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would you want to bar brawl with? Who would you want to bar brawl with? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so um, a couple of other questions that we have from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a drag parent now. I am, yes. Is is Fallon your first drag kid? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I had one in, like, college, but that barely counts because I barely knew what I was doing then. Um, so I don't think it... Also, they don't perform anymore, and my name's different. So, yeah, Fallon's my first drag kid. Uh, we're, we're, we're reinventing ourselves. They're the for- yeah, first yeah. member of the corporation. Yeah. Yeah, and they're um, they're getting really good at sewing. So oh, yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've seen them create. I'm just like, wow. Um, yeah, they they picked it up really fast. Uh, it's been nice to like have somebody to work on things with uh, that gets excited about ideas and throwing them like like throwing the ideas at me. It's like, okay, how we can we do this? Like, they wanted to make a chainsaw hand for an Evil Dead number. We figured out how to make it. It was the first time they'd ever made a foam prop, but here we are with a hot glue gun and some um, a dream and they learned really fast and it's nice to like have somebody to have like crafting days with that's so cool that is cool i wish i had any of that creativity anymore uh, my creativity apparently uh just because i've been watching a lot of dragon ball z recently uh, my creativity comes from rage <laughs> you know uh, yes. that, that's also that. very relatable uh when i get mad uh slash when i get competitive that's when i have my best ideas 
Yeah, I, I think it was um, it was my drag daughter, Britt Neon. She said to me right before I got crowned from a sweetheart, she said, cause, and Britt is just notorious for saying the one thing. She's a Sagittarius, that that's why. Dig yep. into your freaking skin, and I hate her for it. Like, so she said, she's like, so when are you going to make something new, is what she said to me. And I got so rage pissed, rage pissed, that I created two costumes in like three days. And I had zero time to actually make those things. But I remember I went to Walmart during my lunch break at my full-time job of 45 hours to get fabric. And then I got home straight from work. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'll show her. Yep. A little bitch. I did. I did. It was terrible. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, apparently I'm a Super Saiyan and I can only make costumes if I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know whatever works i'm used to <laughs> yay oh my goodness so the last couple of questions that we have mm -hmm. for you is um what's your five-year goal with drag do you want to be like on dragula drag race or do you want to like you know perform in new york or whatever is on for the docket pursuit from corporate yeah. i mean ideally i would definitely I would love to be on Dragula. Like, that's number one. Um, I would also concede for Drag Race. Um, neither of them <laughs> wanted me. Um, I, I, I sent in the audition tapes and I didn't... I, I got a nice email from uh, Dragula saying, uh, if, at least you made it this far in the process. And the, oh. this far in the process was a nice email. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully in the future, we'll yeah. once... I am an attention whore and I want to be on TV and I want to be famous. So yeah, that's definitely a uh, part of my goal. I also really want to start performing outside of Portland more. I love performing yeah. in Portland, but I'd love to expand my territory and fame and gain more Instagram followers because the algorithm is really depressing. Oh yeah, yeah. I can, I can absolutely see that. I, personally have just not been really interested in fame recently. I've been really interested in the coin, um, which sounds terrible, but then also kind of true. Like right now, <laughs> like I'm making a good amount of coin doing drag. So good. Followers don't Same. the bill. Same girl. Followers. All the time. Well, and the thing is like the correct followers will help your bills get paid Yeah. because exactly. like, I just, I just got a booking for like next year. Yeah. Um, they were like, Hey, we want to book you for this thing. And that's really great. And like you and I talked about this once too, like about, you know, like why people book people in the city and things like mm -hmm. that. And so, um, I'm really happy, like, especially in my drag where it's going right now, I do want to be famous, like in the whole, like classic, like Irina Cara fame. I want to live forever. Um, I do want all of that. Uh, but I also like, and I think kind of like you, I want it in the right ways too. I mm -hmm. want it to be from hard work, um, notoriety from the good things that I put out there, the costumes I make, the jokes I say, the viral moments I have that I appreciate, opposed yes. to the, I'm sitting backstage alone in VIP and getting famous that way because I was sitting <laughs> waiting for my number. Becoming a meme. Yeah, I don't want to become a meme just because I'm doing something silly. Yeah. You know, I'm fine becoming a meme. I do stupid things on stage all the time. That's kind of become my brand. It's true. <laughs> Somebody needs to turn one of them into a meme. I'm, I'm fine going viral that way. You know what? More power to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. just, just make me viral for uh, my spaghetti tits or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the spaghetti tits. Those were oh, the spaghetti tits. That was my favorite part of the whole, like, Dragula process is going to uh, Olive Garden wearing that spaghetti outfit uh, and ordering 
uh, spaghetti and meatballs and committing public cannibalism. <laughs> I love uh, it, yeah, in the middle of an Olive Garden on a Tuesday night during a <laughs> pandemic. Did Did you hear? I just want to know. Did you hear what Shandy Evans did in her video? Oh, I've oh I've seen the video. Oh, good. oh I've seen the entire video. <laughs> I mean. More power to her. I love oral sex in a video. Um, <laughs> that you said to the Boulet brothers. Those Boulet, those like Dragula producers, they must watch so many disturbing things, honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I know my filth thing was disgusting. Like, I made poor Fallon vomit three times while filming it. Like, oh, oh you should send me and Donatella your video and then. And then I also have Shandy's video. We can watch it okay. later. We can't post the videos online because I don't know if they actually have finished all of the producing, and they sometimes yes. do call people last minute um, if somebody has to drop out. So exactly, we won't yeah. Shandy's uh, videos, but um, me and Donna can spend our free time watching those horrific videos. You, you can you can watch me make cookies uh, with live mealworms uh, oh. and PBR. <laughs> oh, um, there, there was a lot of meal. There was. Uh, 500 mealworms all over my kitchen um, and in my mouth and uh, oh. inside my corset biting me because apparently mealworms bite and they yeah. fell down my cleavage um, and got stuck in the corset and we couldn't get oh. them out until after wow. filming. So um, so I think the title of this episode should be Apparently Mealworms Bite. The interview with Sue from Corporate. I love that. I, yes. I, that, that, is, that is the title right there. <laughs> do, they, do they have a nutty flavor to them too? That's what they I really heard. do have a nutty flavor to them, honestly. Like oh, a, a live raw mealworm, not the most delicious thing ever, but honestly yeah. when they were baked in those cookies, I ate the entire tray of cookies and I wow. enjoyed it. Huh. I mean, they, they weren't the they weren't the best cookie. That's probably because the PBR and because I used um, baking powder instead of uh, baking soda because I'm not good at baking. Yeah, uh, um, funny. <laughs> I, I I am not a baker. I can sew things, but I cannot bake. I'm not a baker. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. I did. I did. Wait. Where do you get mealworms? Pet uh, stores. Pet stores. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pet I stores. used to have a turtle, uh, and that was what they ate. Oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. Know uh, it, it's it's always a journey for me to get them because I'm very scared of reptiles, uh, and the mealworms are in the reptile section. They are. Uh, oh. uh, yeah, I do not like reptiles of any kinds other than maybe a chameleon because they have like the little Lego people hands. Yeah. Oh, wow. But like snakes, I'm absolutely terrified of snakes. I have to walk past all the snakes to get my damn mealworms. Wow, you must Dang. not feel really comfortable in the dressing rooms then. <laughs> why, why do you think I'm always in the corner alone on my phone? Oh my god, she, she's always alone in VIP. So um, that does bring us to the end of our episode, but we wanted to know, is there anything that you want to promote your socials? Um, actually, please give your socials out for the kids. And then if there's anything that, you know, because it's obviously we'll live on the internet forever that you want to promote mm -hmm. about yourself, like a website or a show or anything like that. You can do that now. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I'm not going to give out my social security number uh, for the kids, <laughs> but uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Sue underscore from underscore corporate. I know that Coco hates the underscores more than anything, but oh I'm going to keep them because I like the spacing that it has. Um, I will, for the foreseeable future, I will be hosting Corporate Takeover at Local Lounge every fourth Tuesday of the month, and it's a yes. fun time, and have some dumb upcoming themes. Uh, I recently discovered that the uh, fourth Tuesday of December is my birthday, oh. so I could possibly do a Night of a Thousand Sues show, uh, because we all need more Sue from Corporate, slash that'd probably yes. be the uh, worst thing ever, because... <laughs> 
Nobody wants that. <laughs> tea, absolutely tea. It's a lot of Capricorn energy for one night. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I love Zodiac parties. I should probably start doing those. <laughs> just, just thought about that. I, I I like uh, Zodiac parties too. You know, like the like the Zodiac Killer, nineteen seventies. Oh my them. god! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So um, yeah, that brings us to the end of our episode, yeah. and we want to thank you so much for answering all our buffoonery here on our podcast, the yeah. Secret Podcast for the Kids. Oh, yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, um, anytime. And yes, folks, please make sure to check out our website at dumbofthesecretpodcast.com. Absolutely. I'll hopefully remember to include all of the things that I said I would include on this episode. Donna will have to remind me um, sure. on our website. And we'll have all the links to Sue's social. So you should see some of these amazing costumes because, like, honestly, we could describe them, but it wouldn't do it any justice because that spaghetti thing was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I absolutely do hope there's a picture on the internet with it. Oh, <laughs> there's there's many pictures on the internet. Um, awesome. Eventually, I will be editing down probably like the full uh, experience of me going to Olive Garden uh, because yeah, like it, yeah. it was like an hour and a half of just uh, me sitting in Olive Garden sipping sangria. Um, I told the waiter to cheese my nudes. Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> uh, he also, uh, when he brought out the salad for the table, he asked if we wanted him to toss our salad, um, which was a moment because he had no idea. He was completely straight faced had zero idea that it was meant to be an innuendo at all. I'm just oh like God, absolutely cracking up in an Olive Garden dressed as spaghetti. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Straight people are, they make such a ruckus. <laughs> they do. It, it, it was so funny. It was such a, it was such a moment. Oh, uh, old lady outside the Olive Garden uh, asked to take a picture. And I was like wearing these thigh high boots. And she, she was telling her husband, make sure you get the boots. I thought she was saying, make sure you get the boobs. So I started to jiggle my chest. Um, oh, oh, oh. Sue. <laughs> That's the most Sue thing I've ever heard. And I think we're going to end it there, listeners. Yep. Thank yep. you for being our season three preliminary episode, our, our premiere. Um, you can listen to us every Thursday uh, when we decide that we're going to get some new content put out there for you. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere that you podcast at. Uh, thank you once again for tuning in, everyone. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a j e m of a secret podcast. Com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at agemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>